Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstakes.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Luch. I will be your host. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, Rita Peters, who is also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. Rita, it's great to be back with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew, and I love it when we're both together to to host a program. And you know, if you're watching today, Andrew and I always love to see who is watching. So drop us a quick comment and let us know where you're tuning in from and just tell us who you are and, and what your interest in Convention of States is. Yes, and while you're at it, please send out a retweet, a share, a rumble, or a like, wherever you're tuning in from. We need to get out the message about Article 5 and Convention of States. It is the secret weapon that our founding fathers gave to us, and of course, we need to use it for a, such a time as this with runaway debt, career politicians, and an overbearing federal government. The time is now to use Article 5, so please start brush fires of freedom in the minds of patriots all over. We have an excellent program lined up for you. Uh, in the last midterm election, we had several Convention of States volunteers who ran in state uh, in state elections, and several of them won. We're going to be sitting down with one uh, COS volunteer who won her race in the Wyoming State Senate, uh, Evie Brennan. She's just an amazing person. We're going to pick her brain and ask her how she decided to uh, take on this adventure of, of joining or going into the state legislature, being elected into the state legislature. She's a part-time nurse and a mother of four. So we're going to be talking with her to get inspired on uh, on what it takes to get into the state legislature. Uh, we have a new edition of COS Now to keep you updated with Convention of States news. But before we get to that, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew and Rita. It is great to be here. I hope you guys are enjoying your holidays. I'm certainly glad that you guys are here to enjoy being connected with us here at COS as we enter a wonderful holiday season. And it's also a, a great opportunity, this show, to be able to talk a little bit with Evie and get to see a little bit about what it means when you're such a supporter of COS, you decide you're going all in and boy, I'll tell you, Wyoming, it'll be super, super happy that Evie Brennan is now going to be fighting for you guys with what you guys have in mind. Okay, well, it's time for some COS trivia. It's a little chilly here in San Diego right now. I put on my fleece jacket and you're, what? You don't have a fleece jacket? All right answer this trivia question. I'm going to give one of these away in your size. There's a woman's style. There's a man's style. Pick your style, pick your size. And the coolest part is they're warm. They're great value. Nice polar fleece. It feels wonderful against your skin. Or if you're wearing a shirt, a long sleeve shirt, then it is a great piece to layer. So if you don't win it, go to shopconventionofstates.com. Get your jacket. This will be all the way good into the spring. Okay, here's our question. Sunday marked the birthday of which founding father? Which founding father had his birthday on Sunday? Hmm, you want a hint? Okay. He had a pivotal role in the formation of the Constitution. 
So get your fingers going on these keyboards, tune your ears in to hear a little bit about what's going on with Evie and what's happening in Convention States. And I'll be back later in the show to share our answer. Thanks, Mike. Before we get to our interview, let's see some history being made. Here's the latest news from the Convention of States movement in this week's edition of COS Now. This is COS Now. Convention of States endorser Mark Levin came out swinging against Congressman Andy Biggs for his delusional campaign to be the next Speaker of the House. Biggs, who claims to be a constitutionalist, spent three years blocking a vote on the Convention of States resolution when he was the Senate president in Arizona. And so I was thinking about this Convention of States issue several years ago, and I wrote this book called The Liberty Amendments. But at the same time that I was writing this book, my friend Mark Meckler was thinking about this too, and he formed the Convention of States organization. Today that organization has five and a half million members. It is a very active organization. Nineteen state legislatures have signed on to this. One man was blocking the entire state of Arizona from joining the other states in trying to get our Constitution back and trying to prevent Washington, D.C. from being a runaway constitutional convention. And that individual is Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs left the state Senate, the president of the Senate, to run for Congress, where he now serves. Andy Biggs is part of the Freedom Caucus. Andy Biggs is on TV all the time promoting himself as a conservative. You've clawed your way to your position in the House really as a backbencher who seeks desperately to be a frontbencher. Not if I have anything to say about it. Anybody who opposed Convention of States, no way. CUS Action CEO Mark Meckler was invited onto Levin's radio program to comment further on Biggs and his mind-boggling opposition to Article 5 of the Constitution. Look, I was glad to see him go to Congress because we were able to pass there in Arizona immediately as soon as he was gone. But he's now a problem in Congress, and people just need to know that he's not what he pretends to be. This is not a true constitutional conservative. So, to sum it up, what Arizona grassroots patriots discovered six years ago was that Annie Biggs is not a true constitutionalist, since he picks and chooses which sections of the Constitution he likes. He sided with far-leftist groups to block convention states for three years, like an arrogant tyrant who thinks he's smarter than the founders, not to mention his own caucus, and constituents. Well, come to think of it, Biggs fits right in with the rest of Congress in D.C. On the more positive side, convention state senior advisor Rick Santorum made headlines with his recent visit to South Dakota as the local convention state team there aims to make their state one of the next to join the movement. With the Convention of States organization are getting ready to push the South Dakota State Legislature to pass their resolution. The people uh, have a right to uh, to have their voice be heard uh, when uh, when folks aren't aren't acting who say they're conservatives aren't acting like conservatives. Uh, conservatives support Convention of the States overwhelmingly 99 percent Former presidential candidate and U.S. Senator Rick Santorum is one of the main faces of the effort to pass the resolution. If passed by 34 states, all 50 states would have delegates meet to consider potential amendments to be made to the U.S. Constitution. Elsewhere across the country, the Michigan team garnered more than 100 petitions at the Gaylord Gun Show, and a convention of states Wisconsin supporter Gwen Keller recently won a seat to the Raymond School Board. Members of the New York team helped restore the Stars and Stripes at a local post office where the postmaster claimed that he was offended by the American flag. The New York team refused to quit, and now the Stars and Stripes are back flying over that post office. And now you're up to date Convention with of Convention States. of States. All right, Rita, I want to get your reaction on <laughs> something that was in COS Now. 
Okay, you know I'm going to talk about Andy Biggs. Yep, I, I remember those years like they were yesterday of being stopped of stopped from passing our resolution in the Arizona legislature single-handed by Andy Biggs who acted like just the quintessential tyrant. You know, mm -hmm. we had the votes to pass, but Andy Biggs used his leadership position to prevent the caucus from bringing the resolution to the floor for a vote. Over and over again, he did this. He was the obstacle. So just to be clear, it, it's not just a about he opposed convention of states, which is bad enough as a member of Congress that he, you know, is all for the status quo of big overreaching federal government. It's about process and the fact that he would keep the people from having their vote on convention of states and keep the entire state from being able to pass the resolution by obstructing the legislative process in his state. I can't believe he's a member of the Freedom Caucus because in my mind, that is the definition of a tyrant. What, what were your thoughts, Andrew? I, you mean, I mean, you stole the words right out of, out of my mouth. I, I wasn't here at Convention of States uh, when all of this drama was going on in the Arizona state legislature. Uh, but yes, I mean, the sentiment I hear around is, the, is the same, that he was an arrogant tyrant, as Garrett said. And uh, just going from one political position, ascending from the state Senate to then going into Congress, it just shows you that uh, he's a, a man that thirst af thirsts after power and not after service. And I think that's a big red flag for me uh, right there. And of course, uh, Mark Levin, uh, the great one, if he's criticizing him, then there is a reason that he is being criticized. And it is, it is justly to criticize him if, if Mark Levin is doing it. So uh, the other thing that was really great too is hearing about South Dakota, uh, possibly being the next, uh, uh, one of the next states to pass. That just sounds, I, just, I can't wait for the legislative session to start so we can see South Dakota become one of the states. And of course, uh, Rick Santorum at the helm going in the trenches for us. I mean, that is a man who is truly a servant, unlike uh, Andy Biggs. So excellent stuff, though. Amen. Mm -hmm. So kudos to uh, producer G, who is in the background, who put together the COS, COS Now. You're up to date with Convention of States News. And now we need to bring on our guest to talk about running in the Wyoming State Legislature. Joining us today is Evie Brennan, who is a who was recently elected to the Wyoming legislature, uh, but she's also was a volunteer with the Wyoming team. So welcome to the program, Evie. It's a blessing to have you on this program. Kind of just give us your story. How did this all start? How did you go from a volunteer to then being elected to the Wyoming state legislature? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, and um, I hope people find my story um, inspirational and encouraging. But um, so we, I was volunteering with Convention of States. And then last February, there was a vote in our house. And we live in the capital city. And my oldest daughter was nine at the time. So I said to her, I said, we're going to go down. There was a Convention of States rally. I said, we're going to go down to the capital. You need to see how government works. So we're going to go down and we're going to join this rally and see how government works. So we did that. Um, it was, it was a cold day here in Wyoming that day, and my daughter had piano lessons. So she went to piano lessons. She forgot her coat um, 
so my mom had my mom was helping us out so my mom took her back to get her coat and why this is important is because i ended up not at the spot of the capital that i would have been in had she not forgotten her coat to have conversations that i wouldn't have normally had so we watched the convention of states um vote in the meantime i met a gentleman who is very involved he had brought the bill before the house before he's not in the legislature anymore but he's very involved in um convention of states legislation that kind of thing down at the capitol i wouldn't have met him had my daughter been um kind of on her time getting down to the capitol the vote happened and um not only did it not pass it really did not pass like it was just bad <laughs> it was it was just a total like like it wasn't even close to passing um senator rick, rick santorum had come out for that and um we were walking down the steps um right behind senator rick santorum and he looked back to me and he said you should run for legislature i laughed at him and i said haha I think maybe school board because I was thinking about maybe running for school board at that time. Um, but when we when that bill didn't pass in our legislature, um, there was a lot of people at our Capitol that were upset about it. I found it not that I was happy that it didn't pass, but I was exhilarated by the process of seeing our government at work. And what I came away with was we need to we have more work to do to get this bill passed in Wyoming. So I started having more conversations, getting more involved with convention of states, but there was just this nagging, you need to run for office. Um, and like I said, I started thinking about, I was thinking about school board, but that conversation with school board actually quickly turned to state legislature. And I decided to run for, we had a, I live in a new Senate district. It was a new Senate seat. So I decided to run for that. Evie, your story is so inspiring. And a lot of people we hear say they just don't have time to get involved with politics because they have family commitments or they're working a job. But I'd like for you to share your perspective on that because I know you have uh, four children who are living in your home, younger kids. So you're busy with that. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you work a part-time job as well. So how do you deal with balance and time? How do you make time to be involved in the legislature? Sure. That's a, that's such an important question. Um, so I do, I work part-time as an ICU nurse. I have four kids and they're little kids. They're three, six, eight, and 10. So we do lots of running around, but I think we make the time for the things that are important to us. And God uh, prepared me, I think, for this because I had started reading books on really how to um, minimize your calendar, look at what's important, at what's not important, and to kind of manage the things that are important so that we can manage, so that we can do what we're supposed to do. So like, for example, people asked me this summer while I was running, they said, I don't know how do you have time to run for legislature? Well, we only did two things this summer. We um, swam and we campaigned. And that was that was really all that we did this summer. I didn't worry about having a clean house. Um, we did laundry as necessary, but 
like it's the summer and we're living at the pool in our swimsuits during the day and campaigning at night. So I really just focused on look at what's important. And when I look at my four kids, um, what I leave for them and what our country leaves for their generation is really going to be important. And I knew that I couldn't get to the end of my life and say, I could have done more for the country that I'm leaving to my kids. Uh, so looking at it in that way, I just really had to um, get rid of all the, the busy, unnecessary things in life and just focus on um, this is what God's asking me to do right now. And so that's that's what I'm going to go do. Mm. Abby, that is so inspirational hearing, you know, what's important and organizing the things that are have meaning in your life. I just love hearing that. And, you know, you run you ran for the, the state Senate in Wyoming and there were many other COS volunteers who did the same thing, who had the same calling that you have. We had volunteers in Kansas, Iowa, West Virginia and North Carolina who are were volunteers for Convention of States. But then they won their seats when they ran for the state legislature. Maybe there's someone uh, tuning into this broadcast right now that kind of has the same feeling in their heart. They feel that they are being called to serve uh, their state or their community. What advice would you give to them? And like, what what's what advice would you give them if they want to run for office? Mm, have conversations. Um, seek out the people that are around you. I had, um, you know, I talked with my husband and said, will this work for our family? I talked with my parents. My parents live here in the same town as us, and they're very involved with our lives and the kids. And so uh, I knew that that could add burden to them if we weren't careful, or maybe it just was going to. So I talked to them. They also know me really well. So they would knew, would it be a good fit? Would it not be a good fit? And then I talked to people who had been in the legislature, people who were currently in the legislature. Um, and then pray and listen to God. There was two different times. One, I was sitting down to have coffee with a volunteer for COS that I had just barely met. Um, and another time I was at a, um, a meeting and I had just mentioned, like, I'm thinking of running for state legislature. And the next thing out, exact words out of these people's mouths were, I was just praying today that God would raise up godly leaders. Um, so I really tuned into that and said, okay, God, you're telling me something here. But having those conversations, um, I felt like it was a little bit like when you're, you know, when you're dating and you're thinking about getting married and then you get engaged, like you kind of know what you're getting into, but you're not really, you don't really know what you've gotten yourself into until you've been like married for a few months. So I kind of felt like running for legislature was like that. It was like, it was like, it was like, I was kind of like dating and entertaining this idea and saying, God, is this the next thing that you have for me? But knowing that I wasn't going to really know the full impact until, until we just jumped in and did it. Hmm. Well, Evie, now that you are going into the Wyoming Senate, how important is the Convention of States action resolution? How important will that be during your tenure? And maybe you could share for the benefit of any of our viewers from Wyoming, as well as the rest of the country who are watching the Convention of States resolutions, um, what you think our outlook is in Wyoming for 2023. Sure. Well, um, I was in... DC a couple of weeks ago 
um, and met with, um, is it Dave that's in Kansas, that's with Convention of States and um, Senator Rick Santorum and just kind of talking about how we can get it through. We think that there's a pretty good path through the Wyoming Senate to get it through this year and um, potentially a much better path in the House. So we're working on it because um, I think the convention finds that Article 5 is one of the most important pieces of legislation that state legislators can pass. Yeah. Well, for our Wyoming viewers, do you have a call to action or what can they do to help make sure the Convention of States action resolution moves forward and has the best chance of passing in Wyoming in 2023? What would you tell mm -hmm. them to do? Call your state representatives and email them and bug them uh, and, and talk to them and ask them, you know, if they don't and be respectful, respectfully talk to them. And if they're if they don't support them, you know, ask them why learn, learn the reasons why learn the arguments for and against it and and just really um, ask your representatives to to take a look at it again if they're not supporting it and get your friends too, because there is um, numbers speak volumes. So. Um, Evie, we got one last question before we let you go. I just want to know what kind of inspires you every single day to get up and fight for America. Uh, what inspired you as a COS volunteer? What inspires you as a part-time nurse, as, as a mother of four? Um, at, at now, what's going to inspire you as you move into the Wyoming State Legislature to fight for America and to fight for uh, your community? Just how do you do it? And, and what inspires you to keep going? Um, well, that's a great question. I, the short answer is my four kids. But I have had a passion for government, for um, politics, for American history since I was like five or six years old. I actually always wanted to kind of be in the legislature, just never thought it was a realistic um, expectation. But um, God knew what he was doing when he um, gave me those passions and those dreams as like a five and six year old kindergartner. But what I love about America is our founding fathers um, really listened. It was a moment in time that God had a special calling for our founding fathers to create this great and amazing nation. Our job is to keep carrying that torch and to pass that down to the next generation. I think God calls every generation to something special. Um, and we just, we have a duty to protect the liberties and the freedoms and the God-given rights that we have in America. And I don't want to see my kids not have those the same way that I have had that. And that's what, that's what inspires me. Mm, that's wonderful. Evie, God certainly has something special for you and just bless you in uh, this new chapter in your life, going to the Wyoming state legislature. We ha we hope to have you back. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks, Evie. All right. With that, now we're going to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the Answer 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, back to you. Well, thank you, Rita. Thank you, Andrew. 
And thank you, Evie, for being here and sharing some of your inspiration and some of your aspirations for the great state of Wyoming. It's pretty exciting. And if you remember from way back in the beginning of the show, we are going to give away one of these beautiful fleece jackets. I hope you're the one that got the answer first. So you get one of these. We have it in men's styles, women's styles. They're great jackets. You can go to shopconventionestates.com and get one of these fleece jackets right now if you didn't happen to win. But let's find out if you did win because here is our question. The question was Sunday. This past Sunday marked the birthday of which founding father? Again, he had a pivotal role in the formation of the Constitution. And the answer, the esteemed, not only pivotal man with Convention of States, or excuse me, with uh, the United States Constitution, but also with Article 5, that is Colonel George Mason. Colonel George Mason was born on December 11th, 1725, and he played a pivotal role in the crafting of our founding documents, including as a Virginia delegate to the Philadelphia Convention in 1787. He objected to an early draft of Article 5 because he thought no amendments of the proper kind would ever be obtained by the people if the government became oppressive, which he verily believed would be the case. In response, Mr. Morris and Mr. Jerry introduced an alternative way to propose amendments, a convention of states, which was unanimously adopt adopted into the Constitution. And here is Article 5 as it reads today. And this is such a great, great provision of the Constitution. The Congress whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution, or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states. There you have it. Mason did not end up signing the Constitution due to its lack of a Bill of Rights and a failure to abolish the slave trade. But he was probably the most influential person on the federal structure outside of James Madison. In fact, in order to propose a federal Bill of Rights, Madison would pretty much copy the Virginia Declaration of Rights, which George Mason authored. Mason was a reluctant statesman. He suffered several physical ailments and personal tragedies in his life. And he made it known he would rather be on his farm than involve himself in public affairs, just the way it should be as far as I'm concerned. But when his country needed him most, he answered the call. The future of the country depended on it. If you want to learn more about George Mason, you want to learn more about Convention of States, just join us at conventionofstates.com and you'll find tremendous amounts of information there. You can go to our YouTube channel, just go to youtube.com, pull up Convention of States, and you can also see some great educational videos we've been doing over the years. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. I can't wait to see you next week. Back to you, Andrew and Rita. Thanks, Mike. We do show every week to reteach and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with Convention of States. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started.
Don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts. Search Convention of States on Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, Truth Social, and Instagram. You can listen to this program and other historic legacy content on our podcast. Search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Check out The Battle Cry with COS President Mark Meckler Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. We have a country to save, so let's get to let's get to work. Thanks for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.